this is going to be a completely honest bold and an open forum to put across all my viewpoints that i haven't been able to anywhere else this is coming from someone who puts her viewpoints out quite happily everywhere so <laughs> <laughs> were harmed in the making of this podcast. So welcome everybody, you're listening to The Two Vegans. This is a brand new show, this is our inaugural episode, so we are fairly excited and you know, we're going to try and talk about our experiences being vegan in the world but also in Dubai um, and a little bit more. It's a combination of us wanting to try and dispel some of the conversations that are happening, some of the reactions we get when we tell people about this change in our in our lives, why we believe in what we do and, and how we can uh, spread a little bit of awareness and have a little fun. So, yeah. so I'm Chirag and my co-host is uh, Heetal. Hello Heetal. Hi guys, how are you? Our idea for this inaugural episode was to just be a little introduction I guess to us. So why don't we start by sharing a little bit about um, our story and perhaps a little bit about our journey. So when did you go vegan? Right. So I started my vegan journey about eight months ago. I've always been a vegetarian. I come from a very conservative Hindu family. You could say that I was always a vegetarian for religious reasons. And then I grew up and I started reading a bit more about animal consumption and uh, I continued staying a vegetarian. But a few years ago, I started reading a bit more on the dairy and eggs industry and factory farming. And I forced myself to watch some really gory videos um, to actually face the truth of the food that comes on my plate, the clothes that come in my wardrobe. Obviously, once I watched those and I learned more about it, made no sense to consume those whatsoever so that's when i decided i'll go vegan um however it took me a bit to make that switch but um now i'm here and now i'm a vegan interesting um i've not shared this story quite often but it actually isn't so much about me trying to be private about it as much as it's the story being very gruesome by itself um so earlier this year i was actually very happy you know to read that the indian government had come out with some rules um around animal cruelty run of your mill stuff but you know stuff that was important to be sort of you know put down as letter of the law uh, you know things like you can't uh, brand animals with hot iron you can't cut their ears for marking them and and you know even if you're um selling them in animal markets and things you need to give them hydration and enough space to stay and you can't like you know basically you can't be you know things that would absolutely and 100% be called cruelty and so you would think that this would be a, a happy moment and it was when i you know i mean outside of various controversies that came out because of it uh, because people just didn't bother to read the rules uh, what i like to say is like you know we in india and as you mentioned as well right like we in india have uh, religious reasons and cultural reasons uh, but that's not true rest of the, in in other parts of the world right i mean you have entire festivals around you know built around eating meat so it's very impressive to me every time i hear stories from the west and other places where people are are actually not just turning vegetarian but they're jumping straight to you know being vegan you hear all these activist stories and you hear all these people petitioning their governments over and over again to try and and make the rules more stringent and better so that animals aren't cruelly treated and you see that those governments are taking forever to make changes and actually legalize some of this and here we have like you know the indian government taking a putting their foot down and saying no you know we're going to make these things illegal so anyway uh the unfortunate part of this story was that it got tagged as as the indian government trying to clamp down on beef eating and again you know another item that we can debate forever and ever but but that's how it was perceived even though that's not true um and i did a whole <laughs> podcast about that too but um 
the problem that what what really shocked me honestly was that uh, as a way of protest this guy essentially dragged a calf not even an adult cow but a calf into the middle of the street on live tv surrounded by some 15 or 20 people and beheaded the, the and beheaded the uh, the calf by way of protest to state you know to the world and to the indian government in particular that they couldn't take away his right to eat beef um honestly that incident just just absolutely shocked me and it was playing all day like it was the biggest news cycle of the of the next 24 hours for me the first question uh, you know really was uh, how is that possibly a way of protesting anything right it's it's not that he stood there with a the picket fence saying don't take away my right to eat beef to me this is the equivalent of um <laughs> you know it's the equivalent of saying i'm going to protest against child trafficking by like you know handcuffing and dragging a child like out in the middle of the road like it's it's that stupid right like this is at the end of the day was in what is a life that he decided to take away you know he wasn't doing this for a living he was doing this as a way of protest i mean we have we we watch tv and you have these little disclaimers that go through the tv saying warning you know that these videos are gruesome when you see like assault assault videos on the news and stuff and people were playing this like it was just natural tv like it's fine there was no warning it was fine like, whatever hey he bearded he he held the head up and 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 walked around paraded with it with like 15 people and the fact that he could even think that the fact that 15 people stood around him and said yeah we're going to protest with you and nobody even felt even remotely that this was something like horrible gruesome immoral i don't know like what other words i can throw out there and like it was just so shocking to me that that that's what we've become that's it's so easy for us to and not just him but everybody around him and tv and everybody just we've reached that mental state where we just think like yeah hey, it's fine but what's the big deal if i kill the animal like it's not a, and that that was just and this is outside of the fact that actually the animal lost his life and i think i that really hurt in and of itself and i genuinely i couldn't look at milk for 3 days and i'm not making this up it wasn't i'm not trying to be like cool or anything i just i just i, I physically could not pick up that that little jug of milk in my fridge right and so and and everybody uh, that spoke to me in that week only heard this story literally whether they wanted to or not because that's just how much it it hit me um and here we are uh, you know some 6 months later i still haven't drank milk because i i still every time i look at milk i just i remember that story yeah i know exactly how you feel because that's what i felt when i first watched one of these videos and i remember at that time we had a dog in the house and that was my first pet ever and we were so in love with that dog and it just struck me i mean i the reason i got very attached with animals is because of that dog when i started rescue work after i had that dog i started learning a bit more about animal cruelty in its various forms around the world and i just couldn't figure out what was the difference like if i wouldn't eat a dog why would i eat a cow or a chicken i mean they all feel the same they all have the same emotions they feel pain they feel fear and i just couldn't understand what was the difference and i think that's where most people are lacking where they do not have that connection those 15 20 people who stood over there and stared besides the millions who watched it on television do not make that connection with an animal as an animal but for them it's just food this is i think the core where people have put themselves away from that connection and they have broken that little link that would them see how other beings also feel that pain and the fear that they would have if they were in that place yeah i mean and i uh, i have no qualms in accepting that i mean prior to that I, i know i was consuming you know dairy and things i you know i'm i'm drinking milk and i know that the conditions are not exactly humane right it was sort of one of those things where like okay i'm just not going to watch how they milk cows and i'm just going to keep drinking milk but then this you know for me this was a, as i just described like it was a trigger event 
you would think that it would get milder over time. Not that I, I intend to go back, but um, but yeah, this is something that I I still I still can't look at milk. I think a trigger event definitely is the reason why. Uh, I think for you it has been more gradual, right? Like, but I think for me it was it was really a, a like a trigger, and uh, and that's it. And I think that's why it's been. And I don't want to imply that it's easy, but that's why it's been maybe perhaps a little easier for me not to uh, not to give in. Congratulations, then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think when just considering the trigger, I don't, that doesn't feel like something that we should celebrate, really. But uh, but yeah. It, it, I, honestly, it's been a it's been an enlightening experience the last uh, six months or so, and and they think this is what I wanted to talk about too, right? Um, so so like how how much does it yeah how how has it affected you over the last you know eight months? Uh, in in just a, let's let's talk in a simple level, like in terms of day to day. Um, you know what what do you feel in terms of changes in terms of habits? I think I when I when I now go um, grocery shopping or in the supermarket, I tend to read ingredients much more than I did before which has now doubled my time yeah, in the yeah, exactly. but I absolutely love it because this was something that commercialization has taken over so much that all we worry about is whether it tastes good or not. We, ha- we have stopped caring about our health uh, and reading ingredients in general to see if there's something that we shouldn't consume. I mean, most of the foods you find out there in the supermarket are processed foods. And I think uh, with the reduction of uh, dairy and meat, I have automatically reduced a lot of processed food in my diet, Um, usually buying fresh stuff and cooking at home. It's amazing how easy it is to be a vegan. I've learned that I was so attached to my cheese and egg for a very long time. And I thought that there is no way I can live without it. I mean, I'll do something else, you know, I'll probably rescue more animals, but please don't ask me to give up my cheese and eggs. And one fine day, as gradual as it may seem, but I also went cold turkey one fine day and I just said, that's it, no cheese, no egg, because those were the only two things that I uh, were left for me to quit. And the first month, to be very honest, was very, very difficult. Uh, there were cravings when I would uh, walk down the cheese aisle in the supermarket or the eggs aisle in the supermarket when I would go out for breakfast with friends and they would order all kinds of eggs and I had to eat avocado smash. Uh, so I did feel bad for myself, but like I like I said and like you said earlier, once that connection is made and once you know where this is actually coming from, it's easier to control your uh, greed for food. And I find that we eat a lot because we are greedy, not because we are hungry. And I remember reading this one statement on the internet once that if you're hungry and if you do not eat the apple that is kept next to you, then you're not hungry, you're just greedy. Um, and that's how we make most of our food choices because of greed and not because out of hunger, which is sad. Um, so I've started being more aware about what I eat, how I eat, how much I eat. I tend not to overeat or overorder. I only eat as much as my body requires and as much as fills my belly. Also health-wise, I think I've started taking care more of myself in terms of I've found myself having this different kind of a spiritual awakening in the past eight months. I think because since I turned vegan, I'm reading a bit more about it. I'm interacting with more people who are vegan or are spiritually awakened now and it just keeps growing. So I've, I've only seen positive benefits. I, there's nothing negative that has happened to me in terms of health, in terms of lifestyle. I think it's the best decision that I've ever made. I wanted to mirror that as well. Like, so to be honest, I mean, I think over the last couple of years, uh, from a health perspective, I, I have been doing that, like, you know, reading ingredients, but I think it's it's like I've, it's gone up a notch. And it's, it's what's been interesting for me as well is it's an odd realization that things where you just absolutely assume that they could not possibly be anything wrong in the ingredients that turns out to be something as simple as uh, you know olive tapenade having anchovies which is just something you 
would never even I would never look at the ingredients of olive tapenade because it's olive tapenade, right? Like, and you you discover that oh hey, a lot of places do this, and therefore I need to like be careful of it. I, I didn't even know that. Thanks for telling me that. I love olive olive tapenade. And <laughs> I discovered this yesterday. Like, I read ingredients all the time now. Two things have happened. One is it's sometimes it does surprise me entirely that I'm like whoa, they put eggs in this stuff, and then I don't walk by the processed food aisle as much anymore in stores because I just in my head it's already dismissed. I'm like I know there's nothing in here for me to eat. But it's also been interesting to learn how many things you can eat and how many wonderful alternatives there are uh, to things that you didn't imagine. It's equally fascinating. Like I mean, you I know you and me have had tons of discussions when we see something whether someone puts out a product that's that's new and and vegan friendly or or we come across something like oh my god this is available here or there and i think that's been that's been super interesting yeah. and get excited like a 5 year old child in a candy shop when we do find vegan options of our favorite stuff i remember pesto yes sauce is something that you and i both are very very fond of and i never knew it had cheese in it i mean in a natural world pesto sauce would be blended basil pesto with olive oil and that's it um if i want to add cheese or if i want to add tomatoes and if i want to add eggplant to my pasta that's up to me but my pesto sauce shouldn't have all these things and i think when we discovered the and you and i also share our um, uh, passion for the same brand in uh, pesto sauce as well and we discovered that particular brand brought in uh, dairy free pesto i think that was that was one exciting day where we discussed this for like an hour maybe let's not reveal the fact that we can spend an hour talking about pesto <laughs> it it took a little bit of tuning especially when i would go out because that's i think that's that's where the the area is a bit tricky but it's normal now and yeah we're probably a little bit fortunate i guess it's not so exclusive that you know people are not aware of it yes some from time to time we run into places where people don't fully get it and saying things like i'm allergic to dairy works really well but in general most places here it's been okay obviously there are some cuisines that are just anyway pretty dairy free regardless um and so that that helps i think there is nothing that a vegan cannot eat that non vegan can there is an alternative for everything you can cheese eggs meat or any any dish that a non vegan may love and may dread to give up can be veganized and uh, we're in 2017 and there's a lot of information in our fingertips it's not very difficult to google recipes it's not very difficult to google alternatives and i think this is the best time that one can make the switch uh, because it is easy really really easy and uh, people won't even notice the change that they have made in their food habits because like i said you can just veganize everything these days having said that it's not like we eat boring food it's not like we eat live on salads i love my junk food and i think it's important to clarify this to the listeners as well that we love our junk food uh, we love our cheat days and when i say cheat days i mean eating really oily vegan butter heavy food and uh, i'm somebody who can't stand salads and I, i really really cringe when i go to restaurants and i tell them that i am vegan or if i want something plant based and they offer me a salad and i just be like yeah but a salad for me is a salad for this guy next to me i mean why why do you think a salad would be my meal i hate salads i mean i just don't want people to think that uh, vegan food is, can be boring it can be very very interesting and very delicious if they put in a little bit of effort what is the one thing that you would like to have known before you started that you didn't usually when i start something new in my life i research much in advance and on veganism i was i have been researching for a couple of years so i kind of was mentally prepared and i knew what i was getting into but honestly what i wasn't expecting is that how everybody around me turned into a nutritionist once they find <laughs> out i mean at this stage i had the entire world my family my friends colleagues strangers 
asking me how I get my protein and where do I get it from and my calcium and my vitamin D and my vitamin B and I was like oh my god everybody around here is a nutritionist that's amazing um so that was something nobody warned me about um and it it um, that's one thing veganism even taught me to be patient because the kind of questions that have been thrown at me have been so ridiculously hilarious um <laughs> and Yeah. I think you just need to be creative to answer those kind of questions because there could be not be any logical answer to those questions. Another thing that I learned was to dodge the whataboutry amongst non-vegans. I mean, when I would explain to them what I was doing and why I was doing whatever I was doing and how uh and about climate change and factory farming and global warming and uh, making absolute sense out there. Uh, thinking that okay, yes, I made a good point, you know, maybe this person is going to now agree with me and maybe they're going to try and make incorporate some changes in their life and they would come about but what about our ancestors who ate meat and what about lions who eat meat and then so this is something i wasn't prepared for i never knew it would be difficult to have a conversation with people on veganism because when i did my research it all just made sense when the statistics were thrown at me when the videos were thrown at me it all just made complete sense and I, the only thing that was left was my greed to eat the non-vegan food but i just <laughs> I just don't see how these people don't see the sense. So that was something that I wasn't prepared for. But I think now I'm um, pretty qualified to deal with that. That's good. Yeah, for me, uh, I'll go the other way. Honestly, I I wish someone had said it was easier. Yes, I know we live in a you know we live in a pretty advanced city and and things like that. But like for me, the fact that literally every supermarket chain here has sections their own product uh, catering to vegans. I mean, the fact that there was so many different dairy options. Not just saying you know almond milk and soy milk, but uh, I mean I've come across flaxseed milk that's available at a couple of places. There was even walnut and pistachio milk at some point that I. I saw but I don't think I see it on the shelves anymore. But you know, I mean just the fact that there were so many alternatives. I think for me it was just I thought it would be harder. Yeah, it hasn't been as crazy. It was just been a bit of a surprise. Uh, people who meet me after a while sort of going, "Oh, you, when did this happen or how did this happen and stuff?" But I'm actually surprised as well that the the number of times I've actually related the story uh, as I said already, like I in most cases I just say that I I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to be vegan and therefore not going to eat x y and z. But occasionally uh, been in a situation where I've had to explain a little bit because uh, you know someone probed and wanted to know why and you know for them it was like oh okay well then you know what it makes perfect sense like i see where you're coming from so yeah it's it's been interesting uh, as a journey the awareness aspect has just or or as you said awakening aspect has been so different for me <laughs> i've been hunting for an office bag for like the longest time and i've been searching for a year and 6 months ago when i went back to look at the list because i decided it was time to pick up one i suddenly realized that i couldn't buy a single one of them because they were all leather and that just sort of hit me in a different way that it that it hadn't before that's what's been different right it's sort of this thing where i'm just looking at everything in a slightly different way but i have to admit that it's been a lot easier than i anticipated i thought it would be way harder um it was a lot a lot of it was just mental uh as you said the day i decided that no i am actually going to go cold turkey i'm just going to give it up i've been fortunate too honestly i i've been i've been at cafes and and i've been like you know i i don't want eggs and they've been extremely accommodating as well they're like oh we understand no problem can i replace it with some mushrooms for you or something which is my uh, go to fix for for a lot of things yeah and i think um comparing today to Five years ago, there has been so much change around in the world. Veganism has really, really picked up. And how? As I was saying earlier that you know the information is on our fingertips now, and 
there is a part of population that is actually using it to enlighten themselves to educate themselves and they're bringing about a change massively around the world i mean i read articles on how the dairy industry suffering losses how the egg industry suffering losses how they are coming up with articles to tell people that plant based milk is unhealthy for them they feel threatened now you know um, i'm part of a lot of vegan groups online as well and we share a lot of things that we find and i think the brainwash that was going on it still is but has also reduced massively um and because now there is a demand there has to be a supply i'm quite amazed at how quickly uae has become vegan friendly i wasn't expecting them to i belong to the food industry and we are usually 10 years behind the western world when it comes to food and um food shopping or anything else but it's amazing how quickly they caught on to the concept of veganism over here i mean the other day i was at a restaurant and this is my go to thing right i just go to them and tell them i'm allergic to dairy because that makes them take me more seriously as against veganism also most people don't know what veganism is all about so i don't take that risk so and i said hey look i don't eat meat but i'm also uh, allergic to dairy and i don't want eggs in my food and she said oh right so you're a vegan and i said oh yeah you know what that means yeah yeah can you please get me something vegan or can you just veganize something for me so obviously there would have been someone before me who would have gone and spoken about it so i think it's quite cool how quickly it's picking up over here and around the world it's been a little eye opening but at the same time in, in, but in a good way that Oh wow, I didn't I didn't know that there were so many options. So my vegan tip for the day is tahini is your friend man. It's amazing how how many things I had tahini today. Tahini is amazing. I actually was trying to uh, make ice cream at home. It's super easy by the way and I hate cooking. I hate cooking. I have no idea about how to bake. My oven is just there unused but um uh, making ice cream at home is pretty easy so if somebody wants to know they can message us but i saw i saw a recipe that had tahini in the ice cream to make it creamier and it actually worked i thought that i'll get the after taste of the sesame paste but it really really worked so tahini is amazing so that's our vegan tip for this episode cool all right so uh we hope to keep coming back to you with more we've got a few episodes lined up um uh, you can follow us in a podcast player of your choice just look up the two vegans we're also on instagram the.2.vegans and we're on twitter all of the stuff is in the show notes so you know go crazy um yeah so until next time from the two vegans goodbye bye i have an important question um, you know as a vegan are you allowed to say something sounds cheesy anymore yeah of course we have vegan cheese <laughs>